Welcome back to the Rule Your Pool podcast. This is episode number 58. I'm your host, Eric Knight with Arenda. Today we're going to be talking about calcium. Uh, a lot of the questions I've been getting lately are weird readings about calcium hardness. As we talk about in our LSI strategy, calcium is the foundation to build your balance strategy on, your LSI balance strategy specifically, because it doesn't move. It Well, it doesn't move much anyway. Calcium hardness is very reliable. You would not want to build your house on a trampoline, like pH, or sand, like alkalinity, when you can build it on bedrock of calcium hardness. And in today's episode specifically, what causes calcium hardness to rise? I suppose we could also talk about what causes it to fall and what causes it to change in general, because it doesn't like changing much. And we're going to discuss what that is and all the little factors that can adjust or guess impact your calcium hardness levels so this is episode 58 of the rule your pool podcast hoping this one's a short one let's go welcome to rule your pool the podcast by arenda that explains and simplifies pool chemistry so that anybody regardless of experience can understand it i'm your host eric knight bringing clarity to these subjects so that you can bring clarity to your water if you're ready to rule your pool then let's go Okay, a quick distinction between calcium hardness and the LSI. The amount of calcium carbonate dissolved in your water is calcium hardness. How saturated that calcium carbonate is, is measured using the LSI. So the analogy I give of sugar in the drink, we've talked about this in previous episodes. If you had, say, nine packets of sugar and they dissolve and the tenth one doesn't, the amount of sugar dissolved would be you know, if you replace the word sugar with calcium carbonate, the amount, nine packets, would be the calcium hardness dissolved. But the saturation point would actually be very high in those conditions because not all of it could dissolve. Now, if you change the temperature of that drink and you heat it up, in the case of sugar, and it dissolves that extra tenth, now your equilibrium or your saturation point has changed. Now, it's still the same amount that you originally added, except now you have a little bit more because it has actually dissolved that 10th packet. So again, the amount is calcium carbonate, but how saturated it is, is the LSI. If you want to learn more on this, feel free to read our blog, blog blog.orendatech.com. We've got plenty of information about it. Okay, let's talk about what would change your calcium hardness. If calcium rises, it's coming from somewhere. If calcium falls or reduces, it's going somewhere. It's not like pH. This is not an equilibrium. It doesn't just change all willy-nilly. Calcium hardness is a parts per million or milligrams per liter. It's a measurement of how much of this stuff is dissolved in your water, how much calcium carbonate is dissolved. So if it goes up, it had to come from somewhere. Now, it could be added, for instance, you could add calhypochlorine, like a calhypo shock, or if you have a commercial pool and you're on an AccuTab or Pulsar feeder, yes, calcium hardness will increase because there's calcium in that chlorine. The obvious way to raise calcium hardness, which we do on our startup and we recommend prior to winterization as well, is adding calcium chloride. The Arenda app has that ability, so if you are trying to increase your calcium on the Arenda app, the dosing calculator is going to give you a dosage of calcium chloride. It comes in two different forms. There's flakes, 
there's prill. Actually, there's also powder, but it's just not very common. So you can either add calhypo, you can add calcium chloride, or you, it could be in your tap water. You could have calcium uh, hardness that's somewhat high in your tap water, and that can also contribute to it. And we'll talk a little bit more about evaporation in a moment. But the most common place that if your calcium hardness is rising and you're unaware of it, it's probably coming from your plaster surface or your tile grout. It's dissolving cement. So if you didn't add it, you're not using calhypo and you did not add calcium chloride, that calcium is most likely coming from your concrete. It's coming from your plaster finish or tile grout. That's the most common thing that we see. Of course, you could also have a faulty test. Maybe the water sample is too cold and you think you have a lot more calcium hardness than you actually do. That is also pretty common. But by and large, if it's going up, it's coming from somewhere. Now, if calcium hardness is being reduced, if it's getting smaller, it's getting lower, it's going somewhere. Calcium has to go somewhere. That basically means some form of dilution. Maybe it's rain and snow dilution, or just rain dilution if you're in Florida or something. Um, yeah, rain and snow, they have zero calcium. So it's going to dilute that water. And if it's a full pool, it's going to go to the overflow and you're going to lose whole water. It'd be kind of like taking a swig of that sugary drink and then refilling it with non-sugared water. That's dilution. It reduces the concentration of sugar in the drink. It's no different. So rain and snow will dilute because there is no calcium in rain and snow. It's distilled water from the sky. You could also have dilution from physically draining the pool. Maybe you are draining it on your own uh, prior to winterization, or uh, you have to do some tile work or something. You throw a submersible pump in there, you reduce the amount of water, or just longer backwash cycles. It's not uncommon. Maybe you're trying to dilute it down so that you can uh, reduce your cyanuric acid, for instance, or your total dissolved solids or your salinity or whatever. Dilution will reduce calcium hardness unless your replacement water has a higher calcium hardness than what you had which can happen if you're on well water in certain areas of the country it's not very common though uh, then you have splash out dilution kids are playing in the pool or you're playing in the pool and you splash water out it drips off of you when you hop out and maybe you're running in in and out of the pool a lot kids do this they're taking water with them that is another form of dilution of course, another form of dilution is a leak. If you have a leak and you're replenishing that with tap water that has less calcium hardness, your level will go down. And that leads us into the final part of this episode. See, I told you it was going to be quick. Evaporation and accumulation. Go back and listen to episode 47 if you want to hear more about dilution, evaporation, and accumulation. But basically, when water evaporates, it leaves everything else behind. Only pure water leaves. So... If you have very, very low calcium hardness out of the tap and you are in Arizona, let's say, dry, hot climate, you're going to evaporate a lot of water. That calcium hardness is not going to move much because you don't have a lot replacing it. It's not going to go down because it's not getting splashed out as much. Well, again, let's just assume that nobody's splashing it out and nobody's doing long backwash cycles for this example. When it evaporates, the water amount, the volume of water gets lower, but the concentration of calcium goes up proportionally because it didn't go anywhere. 
if you replace it with very low calcium tap water or softened water, you're going to be right back to where you started. But if you have hard water, you can get an accumulation of calcium hardness because of the tap. This is very common in the outskirts of a city like Phoenix, where they don't have municipal water and they have hard water out of the tap. Las Vegas is the same way. Uh, I believe some places in Palm Spring. Those desert areas tend to have very hard tap water, especially on wells. So if you are losing water to evaporation, not only did you leave behind the calcium that was originally in the pool, you're adding more to it because you have a higher concentration in the tap water. So your calcium hardness might actually go up if that's the case. So even, you know, even though it's being quote unquote diluted, the calcium might go up. Finally, uh, I, I touched on it a little bit before. I would say it's not a majority, but it is a significant amount of the people that ask us about calcium. When calcium just seems to be acting weird, like it's going way up or it's going way down suddenly, it's very often a bad test. Again, it's not a majority of the times, but it is a majority of the times when things are really out of whack. Like, oh, hey, I had 250 calcium before, and now I've got 400, and I didn't add anything in a week. Oh, really? <laughs> if you didn't add it, I can tell you, you didn't etch, you know, 150 parts per million that fast. It doesn't work that way unless you're doing a startup with a ton of acid. Like, that, that's a lot of dissolved concrete to get there or cement, I should say, from plaster. So it, it doesn't happen that radically unless you did something radical to it. It's usually a bad test. So if it seems a bit too extreme in a short amount of time, it probably is. Check your reagents, check your test kit, uh, make sure that things are calibrated, warm up the water sample so that it's warm enough to test accurately, and you might find that you're not that far off. You could have distorted readings. So to recap this, kind of as I did in the last episode, I'm going to try to do this in one breath if I can. It's <laughs> a stupid idea, but here we go. The amount of calcium carbon is calcium hardness, but the saturation of that is measured using the LSI. 0.0, .0 is perfection, and we use the analogy of sugar in the water. So if your calcium hardness is going up, you know that calcium is coming from somewhere. It could be from the tap, it could be from cal hypochlorine or calcium chloride, and if it's not something you actually added, then it was dissolved cement of some kind that raised the calcium hardness. Oh, that was pretty good. Okay, second half. If your calcium hardness is going down, if it's being reduced, then you know that calcium is escaping. It's going somewhere. It could be a leak. It could be splash out, draining and backwashing. It could be rain and snow dilution. You are basically replacing what you lost. You lost whole water, and you're replacing that water with less calcium hardness in that new water that replaces it. And this can actually, actually raise your calcium hardness if you're not careful if your tap water has higher calcium hardness than the pool. Oh, this is great. You know, I know this is a professional podcast, but if I can't have fun with it here in my closet studio, what am I doing this for? This is great. I, I think uh, it's working my lungs. I'm breaking a sweat trying to get this information out, and I appreciate all of you listening to it. This has been episode 58 of the Rule Your Pool podcast, Why Calcium Hardness Rises. Or maybe I should call it Why Calcium Hardness Changes. I don't know. We're going to think about the name, and when it's published you're going to know what that name is. 
I'm Eric Knight with Arenda. If you have requests for our podcast, the email address is podcast at orendatech.com. Thanks for your time, everyone. Until next time, see you later. Thank you for listening to Rule Your Pool, a podcast by Orenda Technologies. For more information on what we discussed in this week's episode, check the links in the description or visit www.orendatech.com. I hope you find this show valuable enough that you tap that subscribe button and share it with your friends. You can also like us on Facebook and social media. With our help, you'll be able to rule your pool without over-treating it with chemicals and wasting money. I'll see you next episode. 